0: But when the time had fully come, God sent his son, born of a woman, born under law, to redeem those under law, that we might receive the full rights of sons. Because you are sons, God sent the spirit of his son into our hearts, the spirit who calls out Abba, Father. So you are no longer a slave, but a son. And since you are a son, God Has made you also an heir father we just thank you for the the just tremendous impact of those words that we are your children because you want us to be your children and we thank you for that and we ask now lord for your blessing on tony as he comes to speak thank you for the preparation that he's put in throughout this this week and and before and lord We ask that uh, you would anoint him and that you would anoint us because we want to hear from you this morning. Um, Yes, it's Tony speaking the words, but we want them to be what you want each of us to hear, and that may be different for each one of us, and you can do that by the power of your spirit, may we listen, may we hear and may we respond. Amen.
1: Good morning. I'm going unmute myself and I'll be in trouble. So we continue uh, looking at the uh, person and work of the Holy Spirit and we've got adopted by the Spirit. Um, when I went on a, a presentation course sort of 35 years ago um, as part of my role, um, the first thing they taught you was when you do any presentation is that you tell them what you're going to tell them then you tell them it and then you tell them what you told them so you're going to get it three times um so if I'm going to tell you uh what you're going to get um in an overview um that's the important bit so if you don't remember anything else this is the important bit so as Christians we have been adopted into God's family through The holy spirit that lives within us and being adopted into his family we are sons and daughters of almighty god because we're sons and daughters it comes with an eternal inheritance so that's the important bit that's what i'm going to tell you Uh, so so we could stop here um but um as i've prepared it you're going to get it so four things um from this passage Um, first of all the adoption process Uh, you may or may not be aware of the adoption process in the uk i'm going to talk about human adoption and then spiritual adoption into god's family and then the benefits of spiritual adoption now you may say well the other two the first two are probably not important but it builds uh, the difference between what god does and what man does so Adoption process and uh, you may or may not be aware of the adoption process in the UK. I'm going to tell you a little bit. But first of all, when when you think about adoption, what first thing comes into your mind? Probably because we're bombarded, aren't we, With, with television adverts at the moment from WWF, where you can adopt a snow leopard, you can adopt a tiger, you can adopt an elephant, you can adopt all sorts of animals. And if you're really good, then the donkey sanctuary would love you to adopt a donkey but there's monkeys there's all sorts of things that, that you can adopt so we're bombarded, aren't we by adoption Probably not coming straight into your mind is the adoption of a child but that's the important bit and that's what we're going to look at this morning uh, is child adoption. now you may or you may not know someone who has adopted children or a child, or someone who's been adopted. And maybe you can see the difference that that adoption has made in their lives. Now I know someone whose uh, daughter was unable to have children. And so she adopted two babies, uh, a boy and a girl. And uh, these two babies they knew came with special needs. But they still went ahead having done the process that these were the two children, that there was the match. They went ahead and adopted, knowing that they had special needs. Now, as they've grown up, um, because they're 13 and um, 11 now, I think, um, their special needs has become worse and worse. They need more and more help and more and more support. But they still went ahead, knowing that that was the potential that could happen. they wanted to give these two children a loving home now in order to get to that point where they adopted these two children there was a whole legal process uh, that they had to go through there was a lot of time they spent um, and and trying to get to that position where they had got the green light to adopt now in the uk there are three things you have to pass before you even enter the process and the three things are you need to be 21 years old, you need to live in the UK, and you cannot have been convicted of certain criminal offences. And I'm sure child abuse would be the sort of the number one criminal offence that you could not have been convicted for uh, in order to adopt. So if you fulfill this criteria, you can then enter the process. The process will include training, it will look at you it will look at um, your circumstances and you're then assessed as an adopter the authorities will work with you and discuss things with you um, and of course whether or not adoption is right for you because it may not be you may want to do it but it may not be right for you if you are approved for adoption the next ch- uh, step is to find a child or children that will be the best possible match for a warm and loving home and a new life that you would want to offer them. And the whole process can take a long time. And having gone through the process, at the end of it, you still may not be approved to be an adopter. What an emotional roller coaster that is for wanting to do the process, it's all going well, and maybe at the end you get a no. What a disaster. What an emotional roller coaster. I share this with you because it's similar to being adopted into God's family. There is a set criteria that we all need to fulfill in order to be adopted into God's family. There are two criteria to be adopted into God's family. The good news is that Jesus has paid the entry fee. Jesus has paid the entry fee by dying on a cross and being resurrected. He took away all our sin and laid on himself. So we have to be sinless to enter the kingdom of heaven, to be adopted into God's family. And we have that through Jesus Christ. So he paid the ultimate price for our relationship back with the Father in heaven. So instead of passing this three criteria, you have to do two, but God has already, or Jesus has already done one for us, so we only have to pass one criteria. And that criteria is found in John 3, 16, and uh, Sally shared it with us earlier. (laughs) For God so loved the world that he gave his one and only Son, that whoever believes in him shall not perish but have eternal life. So the one criteria that we have to fulfill is whoever believes in Jesus and prays the prayer of faith is immediately adopted into God's family. There is no long, long drawn out process. It is immediate. We pray the prayer of faith and we are adopted into God's family. The good news is it's open to anyone. You don't have to live in the UK. You don't have to be over 21 years old. It is open to everyone. All we have to do is to believe, pray the prayer of faith, and we're adopted into God's family. But not only for this life, but for eternity. So secondly, human adoption. And I'm not a scientist. I'm not a biologist. So I had to look it up. And uh, what I found was that all of us share the same basic genetic makeup. But we have specific genes that we inherit from our mother and father. So we have some general ones, but we have some specific ones that we inherit from our mother and father. And it's that DNA that gives us our specific blend of traits, mannerisms, it gives us our hair. Um, now, if you look at my son, he's got a lot less hair than mine, um, but that comes from his granddad, not from me. Uh, so it gives skin, it gives eye colour, it gives our facial feature, which he has got of mine, and I'm not going to mention it, um, but as well as hundreds of other outward characteristics that this DNA shows. And of course, it's why we look like our parents or something like our parents. But it also influences our personality. It influences our emotional and psychological makeup. There may be lots of positives in that, but there's also some negatives in that, that unfortunately there are some health issues that we inherit from our parents. So it's our DNA that makes us unique and different from each other. Now, wouldn't it be boring if we all looked the same? Wouldn't it be boring if we had all the same emotions and mannerisms and all those things? It's because we're different that makes life interesting. Positively or negatively, it makes it interesting. Living in a world of different people can be challenging and can be uncomfortable. And I'm sure we've all experienced some of those things. But you see, it's our different gifting, our different talents, our different intelligence that allows us to benefit from one another. We've come to appreciate one another for the things that we can do to help this fellowship and to help this family of God. But most importantly, our differences can help us learn divine qualities of patience compassion, and most importantly, love. So when a child or children are adopted into a human family, they come with a different set of DNA from the parents that adopted them. Other than the shared basic generics that make up everybody, that's where the similarity ends. They do not look like the adopted parents or have any of the traits or mannerisms of those parents. But you see, all of this doesn't matter because they've joined a warm and loving family who want the very best for them. And over time, they will pick up some of the mannerisms of the adopted parents and they will start to do the same things they do. We copy all things. And I know with uh, my grandchildren, uh, Uh, You know, we try and teach them different things and they'll copy exactly what we do. Sometimes we don't want them to copy what we do, but they are good copiers. And uh, so you get to see these mannerisms and traits coming out in them. So what's the difference then between human adoption and God's adoption? Spiritual adoption into God's family. And it's found in Galatians 4 verses 4b to 5. God sent his son, born of a woman, born under the law, to redeem those under the law, that we might receive adoption to sonship. See, when we receive Jesus as our saviour, and the Holy Spirit comes and lives inside of us, he joins together with our spirit. We become one with God and have his divine nature within us through the Holy Spirit. And because of that, we become a new creation. Our desires, our human desires change. Instead of wanting to please ourselves, we want to please God in all that we do and say. We have a new focus on life, one that pleases God and not man. We are transformed into a new creation. In other words, God's DNA is fused with our dna through the power of the holy spirit our spiritual identity has changed and it's changed into christ likeness 2 corinthians 5 17 says this therefore if anyone is in christ the new creation has come the old has gone the new is here we have been set free from sin and death through the power and work of Jesus Christ. We are no longer bound by living the way we were, living in sin, trying to feed off the living the desires of the old fleshly nature. We've got a new focus on life. As sons and daughters of God, having been adopted into his family, we are now being led by the Holy Spirit. And the Holy Spirit is the one that speaks into our hearts and our minds and tells us and leads us in the way of God, pointing us in the direction that is for God's glory and for our good. I'm sure we've all been in those situations where we've come across something. What should I do in this situation? And it's the Holy Spirit in us that tells us what we need to be doing follow his direction rather than our direction so if we're fused with god's spirit then there has to be a change people have to see a change in us and uh, this is evident by us demonstrating demonstrating the fruit of the spirit in all that we do and say in galatians 5:22 to 23 the fruit of the spirit is love joy peace patience kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. I'm not going to say too much about that because um, if you've read the weekly sheet, you can see it comes up uh, a little bit later. But I've already shared, when someone adopts a child, they are choosing to bring that child into the family for their lifetime and for a lifetime. They don't do it just like that they've considered all the options they're willing to bear the great cost and that cost can be financial that cost can be physical that cost can be emotional but they're willing to take the risk of going through that process to adopt this child to give that child a loving family home but they also give that child their family name And invest a large portion of their life and time towards that child. And then make that child an heir to all they own. So it's not a small thing. It's not something that is trivial and making a quick decision. But one that is thought through. And the parents go through all that emotion. And they go through the process with their eyes wide open. But their desire is to give a child or children the very best that they can give. But it's also a lifetime commitment. And that's exactly what God has done for us. He has adopted us into his family. And he bore the cost of our redemption at the cross through Jesus Christ, his son. God has taken a risk of being grieved by us. For the things that we do, for the things that we say. But he's given us his name. And you know, the great thing is that he makes a continual investment in our growth. And he makes us heirs of the kingdom. I I just stand amazed sometimes because I look at myself in the mirror and I see what God sees. You see, he knows me. He knows what I'm like. He knows I'm going to let him down. He knows I'm going to cause him all sorts of grief. And yet he loves me so much that he's still willing to adopt me into his family. I'm a precious son of Almighty God. And you are sons and daughters, precious sons and daughters of Almighty God through the power of the Spirit. What amazing love. What amazing grace we have from our God. So we've been adopted into a family that is warm and loving and will last not only for this life, but for eternity. Now there's a bit of a risk here in saying that because what I want you to do is to look around because this is your family. For those that are on Zoom, look at the screen. This is your family. Now it's either good or bad, Because this is your family for life here and for eternity. (laughs) So we need to be a loving, warm family that cares for one another as much as our Heavenly Father loves each one of us. So hopefully we see the fruit of the Spirit uh, in the family. So finally, what are the benefits of spiritual adoption? Well, Galatians 4 and verse 7 says, you are no longer a slave, but God's child. And since you are his child, God has made you also an heir. Now that's not only a promise for the church at Galatia, but it's a promise for each one of us, that we will spend eternity with Jesus and our father and our family in a place where there's no more sickness no more death no more pain and be in his presence for eternity what an undeserved blessing that god is willing to give to everyone who comes to jesus christ and be adopted into his family now all the things that we inherit Um, there's lots of good things we inherit and there's some things perhaps we wouldn't want to inherit Uh, and it's the same with this it comes as a package as part of God's family you see we are no longer slaves to sin but we have been set free through Jesus Christ and in him true freedom comes and we have nothing to fear in John 8 verses 36 to 37 Jesus replied very truly I tell you everyone who sins is a slave to sin now a slave has no permanent place in the family but a son belongs to it forever so if the son sets you free you will be free indeed as adopted children of god we are led by the spirit of god have received that spirit of adoption and we've been made fellow heirs with christ and because the son has set us free By taking all our sin and shame on the cross we are no longer enslaved by sin we are free and romans 8 says now if we are children then we are heirs heirs of god and co-heirs with christ if indeed we share his suffering in order that we may also share in his glory so perhaps this is the bit that we don't want to adopt but it's part of the package Of being adopted into god's family see as heirs of god and co-heirs with christ then this is for life but we also are called to share in his sufferings and we see uh, through open doors and other organizations so many of our brothers and sisters in christ being persecuted and suffering for their faith now here uh, in in The United Kingdom, perhaps we are not called to suffer in the same way as those. However, that is now. Perhaps in the future, it may not be the same. As we look at government policies that are going out and going through government, they challenge our Christian faith. They challenge our Christian beliefs. And one day we may be called to stand with Christ against some of this legislation. We may be called to suffer for our faith. But if we look at the early church who were under persecution and suffered for their faith, it made their faith strong. Yeah, there were some that fell away. But the majority their faith remained strong. And when you hear stories from our brothers and sisters that are in persecution, Some amazing stories of how strong their faith is. Because I look at it and I think I couldn't go through all of that. But their faith is made strong through suffering. So if their faith is made strong, then our faith will also be made strong. But it's part of the adoption package that we get when we come into God's family. See, we received a great depth of love from God. And it's been displayed by his amazing decision to adopt us into his family. And if we feel privileged to be adopted into God's family, that should then inspire us when we go outside those doors to show that same sacrificial selfless love to everyone that God puts in our path. Who needs to hear that they need to be adopted into the family of God. See, when I look around all the families, and when I talk to these two particular children that have been adopted or a friend, that they they just know how much their adopted parents love them, their adopted grandparents love them. And they just want the best from their parents. And we know their parents want the best for them. And for them, they're adopted into the best family that they could ever be adopted in. We've been adopted into the best family that we could ever be adopted in. Not only for this life, but for eternity. It is the family of God. And we have an amazing home to go to in the new heaven and the new earth. And if you wanna know what it looks like, then just read Revelation 21 and 22. What an amazing place that we are going to live together with our Heavenly Father and with Jesus Christ. So, if you've not been adopted into God's family, then I would really encourage you to do it as soon as possible. There is no better family for you to be adopted into. And Jesus is standing with his arms outstretched, ready to welcome you into his family. And it's so simple. All you have to do is believe that Jesus Christ died for you. Pray the prayer of faith, and you are adopted into his family. We have a prayer team here uh, who are willing to pray with you, um, to show you and to, to talk you through how you become an adopted son or daughter of the living God. And I would encourage you to do that, whether that's as we sing the last song or come to the front, if that's you, or at the end of the service, um, then there'll be people here that are willing to pray. But there is no better family to be adopted into. So as Christians, we've been adopted into God's family through his spirit. And by that adoption, we are sons and daughters of almighty God. And not only that, we're heirs of Almighty God with Jesus Christ, and we have an eternal inheritance that is still to come. Let's pray. Father, we thank you that you were willing to give up your son in order to have us in your family. And Jesus, we thank you that you were willing to come and to take on our sins. Take on our shame and you took it to the cross and because of your death, our sin has been washed whiter than the snow. But it didn't end on Calvary, you rose from the dead, so sin and death were defeated and you delight to have us human beings into your family we pray, Holy Spirit, that you will move upon everyone here. For those that need that assurance that they are a son or daughter of Almighty God, Holy Spirit, will you give them? Will you affirm them as family of God? For those who haven't as yet prayed that prayer of commitment, Holy Spirit, will you continue to convict? That you just so delight to want us as part of your family. So we pray that you will do that. Move among us, we pray, in Jesus' name. Amen.